0: And on the line with us is State Representative Andy Vargas. And Andy, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Win. Great to be here with you on the eve of Fourth of July.
0: Oh, that's right, too. Yeah, and and I'm uh, wondering—I I haven't heard, but uh, it, it's going to be a drive-in event anyway in April with the fireworks. And and I know you have a new dog, so uh, I wonder how your dog's going to take fireworks.
1: Yeah, I hope he thinks it okay. Uh, so far, we've heard a couple, and he's done all right. He's just kind of poked his head up curiously to see what's going on.
0: <laughs> well, my dog does not like fireworks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and she doesn't like people walking by the house. She doesn't like other dogs.
1: <laughs> well, she's a good guard dog, then. Huh?
0: She certainly is. Yes, indeed. Um well, uh, I know that, you know, uh, even though we have the 4th of July coming up, things are still hopping and popping down at the uh, down on Beacon Hill. And what's going on these days?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of things going on. Um, first and foremost, uh, we just uh, secured Chapter 90, which is our road and infrastructure funding uh, for the city of Haverhill, which is going to be at $1.5 million this year. So that's additional funding that helps the city pay for our roads and Uh, taking care of potholes and sidewalks and other infrastructure projects that are important to our uh, city. And so we're really excited that that passed and uh, provides some some good uh, funds for the city of April to address an issue that uh, many of us are intimately aware of, which is uh, the conditions of our roads. We've also uh, been uh, having discussions around how we're going to spend the uh, federal funding uh, that uh, came out of the American Rescue Plan. Uh, There are two schools of thought on that between the legislature and the governor. The governor wanted uh, full latitude on how to spend that funding, Uh, and we in the legislature as the purse of state government felt that uh, we had a role and responsibility to make sure that uh, we were overseeing how those funds were being spent, particularly since the state of the emergency has ended. Um, You'll recall that uh, the CARES Act, which was sort of the first stimulus round that the federal government did. Uh, the legislature provided the governor with a lot of latitude to spend that money because we were in a state of emergency. And now that uh, the governor has ended the state of the emergency, we feel like we have a responsibility in the legislature to make sure we have a transparent and open conversation about how that funding is uh, getting invested into our communities. And so it's $5 billion, um, and uh, the legislature, we've both the House and the Senate, uh, have agreed to uh, hold hearings uh to make sure that we're hearing from stakeholders all across the state as to how this money could best be spent um and the reason we could do this you know with 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 time and not necessarily with ease but with uh deliberate uh with a deliberate process that uh allows everybody to participate is because our revenues are doing pretty good right now um and we're able to take care of the existing programming and services that our government has, uh, with the existing revenue streams. And so we shouldn't be in a rush to spend all this federal money. We we should take a methodical approach and make sure that we're investing it in, in areas that are going to pay off over time for the residents of the Commonwealth. Yeah,
0: if I remember correctly, don't you have like four years to spend that uh, relief money?
1: Yeah, so it's three to four years that we have to uh, to spend it. Um, and again, we want to make sure we're doing we're spending it the right way. I mean, a simple example is, you know, there's a proposal on the table to use some of the funding to pay for the internet for residents. And while on its face value, that's a great idea, let's get people access to the internet um, that can't afford to pay for it, the reality is is that there are existing federal programs that those folks can qualify for to pay for the internet. And so instead a better use of those federal dollars that the state has is potentially investing in creating new broadband networks, new broadband infrastructure so that we actually create some competition across the Commonwealth and not just have monopolies where residents and customers only have one option for Internet and broadband service. So that's just one example of, you know, let's have a candid conversation. Let's be deliberate about this and make sure that we're investing these uh, resources in a way that's not just about the next four years, but about about the next generation.
0: Were you surprised when you heard that the state revenues were actually uh, doing pretty well this year?
1: Yes, I was. Um, I, um, I I like to remain optimistic, but um, you know, just looking at the, the conditions that our small businesses were going through, uh, and so many in our community, uh, I did not think our recovery would be this this quick, uh, and this fast, and this strong. And I think part of that is because Massachusetts. It's a couple of reasons. First and foremost, two years before the pandemic hit, uh, the state of Massachusetts implemented the online. Sales tax. You might have uh, remembered that brick-and-mortar retail businesses were unfairly being taxed the sales tax, while uh, the sales tax online wasn't being enforced. And so, so many purchases were happening online that weren't subject to the sales tax, and that was decreasing revenue uh, for the state. And so, in the wake of the pandemic, everyone was ordering things online, um, and so that revenue stream helped kept uh, keep state government afloat uh, for some time. Uh, Additionally, when you think about the sectors that are most important to the Massachusetts economy, uh, those sectors were robust and active uh, during this pandemic and even still now. Those sectors are healthcare and biopharmaceutical. Both of those sectors were critical uh, to getting through this pandemic, towards developing a vaccine. Um, And because of that, um, I think, you know, we did okay as we rode through this wave, but Look, the reality is is that while the state revenues may be good and the recovery may be good mm. on a macro level, there are still a lot of people that are still hurting. So a lot of people that are suffering with food insecurity that can't find a home to, to rent uh, or to buy. Um, there's first-time homebuyers that do these first-time homebuyer programs and have their down payment ready, but they literally can't find a home that they can afford with that. Um and uh there are small businesses that are struggling to make uh payments on unemployment insurance and uh so many other costs that uh were rising for them through this pandemic. So we've got a lot of work to do still. nobody's, you know, doing a victory lap and saying mission accomplished, but it is worth celebrating the milestones and, and the milestone that we're at right now is that we are uh on the up and up uh when it comes to an economic recovery.
0: Oh boy, they were uh, celebrating yesterday at the Haverhill Fire Department. You want to tell us about that truck? Did you get to uh, sit in it? Maybe drive it around?
1: Super exciting! No, I don't. I didn't get to drive around in it. And thank God for the residents of Haverhill I didn't. Um, but <laughs> uh, but we're super excited about these fire trucks. And you my know, many thanks to the city council and to the mayor uh, to, to making for making that happen. I mean, look, there the trucks that the department had were over thirty years old um and they were not up to the federal standards that um were recommended by the federal government and so we're super excited that the department um has uh, these trucks now and are able to uh serve our community in a more safe and efficient manner.
0: Yeah uh, talking about uh driving around the uh, the train service uh commuter rail service that's coming back starting tomorrow.
1: Yes, another good side of the times, right? And that the uh, commuter rail has Uh, decreased their service throughout the pandemic, and they're now restoring that service. So we're excited about that, and and we look forward to using some of this federal stimulus to figure out a way to uh, further advance the electrification of our commuter rail lines. That's another infrastructure investment that, you know, we think uh, will pay for itself over time.
0: And I, it's to me, it seems as well that, you know, a lot of people uh, have uh, gotten their vaccines and, uh, you know, we're up to the level that they at least they want to see. But uh, it's nice that Haverhill is uh, getting that vaccine, that vax bus in uh, today and again uh, later on in the month of July. And then there's a, another vaccination uh, scheduled for uh, for uh, Tuesday over at the uh, Citizen Center
1: that's right i mean there's no shortage of opportunities to get vaccinated now i think the main goal for everyone in our community is to take responsibility for the friends and family members in your own network that have yet to be vaccinated and have a conversation with them and ask them you know is it a logistical challenge is it a medical question that they have what are the concerns or hesitations that um, they have from getting vaccinated because you as a friend or family member have the strongest voice aside from a medical professional, but you have the trust from that individual. And that's the most important thing when it comes to convincing folks that they should get vaccinated to protect not only themselves, but their friends, families, neighbors, and coworkers.
0: All right. Andy, anything else you'd like to add this morning?
1: No, just a happy Independence Day to everybody listening, and a special thanks to all the folks who are going to be working through the weekend, particularly our first responders, nurses, healthcare professionals, and so many others that are spending time away from family while others are celebrating the holiday. So on this Independence Day, I hope we can all reflect on uh, what it truly means uh, to be American, and, and that is the values of hard work, inclusion, and welcoming folks who are here to live out their American dreams. So it's great to be here with you,
0: Oh, nice to have you with us as well, too, Andy. Thank you so much. And uh, and we'll chat with you again before we know it. State Representative Andy Vargas, our guest this morning, here on the Wave, 979-WHAV. Wake up with Wind Damon. Weekdays from 6 to 9 A.M. on 979 FM WHAV. Catch the Wave, W.